So hello everyone. Welcome to another Fireside Chat. This is Fireside Chat number 19, I believe. Um, for those of you who are new, um, we normally just have regular conversations and we record them. Uh, feel like it's it's helpful and uh, it's a way to share and give back to the community as well. Uh, today we have with us Steve uh, and Sandra. Uh, normally we we also have Matt, but uh, he couldn't make it today. So welcome, Steve. Uh, to I think this is your first, uh, first. Session, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, if you're joining, you haven't seen uh, this before. Uh, check out some of the other uh, topics that we've covered in the past. Uh, if you are not new and you have seen us before, remember to subscribe and like, etc. Uh, thank you for the support. A lot of you have gotten in touch to uh, suggesting topics and so on. Uh, keep those coming. And today we we picked a, a topic that I think uh, is very relevant, right? which is that journey uh, to to master leadership to some extent, right? Like we we go from being great software developers into sucking as as managers, let's say, no, or or making that jump uh, in in many aspects. And I feel like there's a lot of lessons that we learn over the you know, over our time doing this. So we thought it was interesting to to share some of those as well. Um, so I don't know, guys, how how did you start? Like, what's your what was the first time when you thought, okay, I'm now, you know, leading people. No, or you you became kind of self-aware, no, that 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 you were playing that role. No? Uh, so yeah, what what was your experience with that? I've been lying to myself for a long time, you know. I took a long time to admit that. So like, no, I'm not a manager. I'm not a manager. No, no, la la la, not a manager. Right? So it for me it took a, a long time to to actually make peace with it, you know. But as we have a new guest today, I'll probably like and before I go, I I would like to see from Steve uh like how your transition because I've seen your transition, right? Yeah, it's your so, fault. My transition is <laughs> It's funny that you say about that, but you know, you hung on to it for a long time. You know, I had been a manager for a software engineer for decades, right? A couple of decades, but a manager for probably three years before I gave up my JetBrains license. You know, and I, <laughs> that, that's I mean, the line. No, that, yeah, like, this yeah, is what you know. You don't have a JetBrains license. No, I don't have a JetBrains license anymore. I was paying for it every month, man. Every month I was paying for money. <laughs> and it wasn't until it kind of uh, it was last summer, and I sat down and I realised that no one is ever going to pay me to write software ever again. <laughs> so, uh, it was a it was a it was a dark day, but uh, I, I guess it it was um, it was my opportunity came as Codurance grew right. So I joined Codurance as a as a uh, craftsperson originally, and I was out working with clients. And as Codurance grew, we realised that that. Um, you know, some people needed to be working across clients and just kind of um, making sure we have the right people with the right skills in the right place. And that was really my job to start with. It was just that. Um, and and kind of meeting with the clients and making sure that, that the clients are really happy and, and you know, that the projects are running well. And I remember my very first day. Uh, so I'd finished at a client on a, on a Friday. I was running a kind of big team, an important client on the Friday. Monday morning, uh, I started this new job and, and I uh, so I decided what I was going to do was going to go around and meet all the meet all the clients and meet the teams and just kind of 
um, uh, you know, just to start doing that role and like 11 o'clock in the morning i was walking through walking through central london with a takeaway coffee just with 40 minutes spare walking between walking between two clients and it felt so weird felt really really strange because like for 15 years before that or when i started we didn't have jira jira wasn't a thing when i started right but but you can say for 15 years i would go in in the morning pick up my ticket knew exactly what needed to be done and just focused on one thing right just uh on, on delivering some software and then and then um monday morning no one was telling me what to do i didn't have a a goal but well i had a goal but i didn't have a, a set of tasks to be done and that that took me a long time a long time to to uh, to get used to yeah i think for me it was very similar as well because like um i was a software engineer like for my entire career and and then my last job was at UBS. And at UBS, I was I had been hired to do a specific job. I was still writing code uh, at UBS and, and, and happily. So I had like a lot of other responsibilities as well, uh, global responsibilities and so on. But I was still part of a project. I was still writing code and looking after systems and stuff. So when we started Codurance, I, I, the transition was gradual. Because like um, I had to do business development and that's where the problems started because like I had absolutely no clue what to do, right? So I went from a, a job that I knew inside out, well, not one job, like for 20 years of different jobs where I knew exactly what had to be done or I could always go and, and speak to someone when I was in doubt what needs to be done, I would just speak to someone, normally my boss, my manager and stuff and say, hey, uh, a bit lost in here, what needs to be done? Someone would make that decision and bang, we will continue. To now you are on your own, you don't have a salary at the end of the month and you say like, you wanted to grow a company? Well, your problem now, do it. And and, and I had absolutely no clue uh, what to do. And then you and then you start suffering for different things. One is the the panic, like, I don't know what to do. Uh, now I'm completely in a, in a different position where I'm trying to do a job that my salary depends on directly that I don't know how to do. That I, 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 the skills that I acquired over those years not necessarily prepared me for that job. So then I, so there was that imposter syndrome in a way like, am I good enough to do this job? What do I do? How do I organize my time? So those, those was for me like uh, the, 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 the main challenges. I was able to avoid that a bit. As soon as we got to one of the clients, I jumped straight into the code. So one of our clients, I think when Steve joined, uh, probably I would still writing code for one of our clients. Mm -hmm. It took more than a year for me to actually hire someone else that took my position in that client to continue developing so that I could step out uh, from the project. But like that transition was scary and I, and I, and I I was like, oh, look, should I do that? Or, you know, so how, how was it? How was it for you, Jose? Because you went from uh, maybe similar or. Uh, so the first time that I that I remember realizing, you know, oh, shit, right, was um, with with smoking brains when we hire our first employee. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it became very real because up to that point, you know, 
we're all kind of freelancers. We were, you know, like we, you know, it's it's like a, we're we're still co-workers, right? Like we're not, nobody's leaving anything. Nobody, you know, it's like we're doing something that we like and, and we're kind of like sharing how we, how we go about this stuff and so on, right? And the minute that we hired someone, then it became very real because, and, and after that, you know, as, as people jump also on the wagon, no? Because to some extent, they do look up to you to decide where to go, no, so to speak. No, before you you mentioned, oh, I could always go and talk to my manager. I could always know and find a. They're they're looking for clarity. People are looking for clarity, and it's a very different. You know, they. You may not know what that guy. You may be looking for clarity yourself. You know what I mean? And and that is an aspect of of that. You know, oh shit. Now, now people are depending on on me to be able to provide that clarity. What if I'm making a mistake? What if I'm uh, no? And and you mentioned you know the lack of, of skills or preparation or you know like in many cases there are things that as you are growing in responsibility you need to take on that are not fun to do, no, but still need to get done right. And uh, and it, it falls on on that area no so yeah that that's for me the the main oh shit like and then you start thinking okay so now i need to really think about what it is that like what's the best way and also how do you assess like this is not just a gut feeling right like any it's not you know what you do has an impact on on the people it always has right like it's not a i'm not saying but that's that's when you at least for me i became aware that you know of, of a lot of that impact and and Begin taking things, uh, I, I would say, a bit more serious around that, right? Um, I don't know. Steve, like um, for you, for example, as you were transitioning, right? So, what what are the areas that you felt that I don't know you were a bit coming short, you know, or, or you said like, mm -hmm. look, is this my job now? Is it? Do I need to get involved with these? So, did you have any areas that like shit, like this is? What I need to deal with. Yeah, I think um, for, for me, it, it, it was, um, you know, when you're a team lead on a software, uh, on a software development team, right, there, there are some kind of HR issues that come up, but it's people taking holidays or off sick and that, that kind of stuff. But then when you become a manager, people come to you with real problems. Like, and, and, and the, we have no HR department, right? We have no one to send them to. And, and, and it's, um, so you, you find yourself kind of, uh, really making moral decisions as much as kind of like, a, a, you know, uh, you know, nothing written down. You, you kind of say, right, what is the right thing to do here? Um, because you can do it. We could do anything. Right? Uh, and, and, and uh, you know, the company was growing. There wasn't a great deal of policies and procedures or anything like that. Um, you, you find yourself, yeah, I guess making moral judgments. What, what's the right thing to do here? How would I like to be treated? Um, and yeah, that, that for me was was a, a big eye opener. Yeah, for it, me, it, like, no, go on, Jose, ask. No, the, the, the thing, so how well uh, I like to be treated, that's also kind of like a double edged sword because you're, it, and, and this is also, no, uh, like, you, your context is no longer everyone else's context, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then you're, you have information that other people are not so how you think you should be treated 
doesn't necessarily <laughs> not represent how all people think they sh they should be treated. And this is something that, again, you, at least I find myself a lot of the time struggling with. Like I feel like this is you know this is either just or this is you know, but there are things that I'm taking into consideration that are not visible to to everyone mm -hmm. else or things like that. So and so you yeah, that's a good point. right? Yeah, you can't always share that information. It's it's not so bad when you can sit down with someone and reason with them about something, um, but you can't always share that information. And it's um, yeah, it's, it's you're right because um, it's not the right thing is not how I would like to be treated or, or you know what's the fairest way to deal with this situation, knowing that there's that I have responsibilities both to the person but also to the company and everybody and everything within it. And this is for me like was. Not only was, but it still is uh, a, a huge challenge because a lot of the decisions that we make or we would like to make, they are based on our preferences, our experience, our background, or as you said, like how we would like to be treated or, or how we see the world. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and as you are growing a company and you start dealing with many different people, you start seeing that people are significantly different. And, 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 and I, at least uh, from my perspective, I didn't know, of course, it's a bit of cliche, oh, everyone is different. Everyone, yeah, we know that, but I, but I, I think it took me, I had to, to, to be running a company to understand how different. Mm -hmm. Because for me, like when we were in, in, in like when I was a, a a technical person even when i wrote my own book like like i had the the employee's perspective the book is heavily biased towards an employee perspective there was a lot of thing about our your own attitude your own professionalism but was too skewed to the employee right so then when you are part of a group you see like uh the group decided okay the company needs to provide us a career progression the company needs to provide us the mechanism to learn or so so you you are always uh, asking like the the group feels that oh, the company is fair or the company is unfair or stuff like that. but 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 you see the other people the people that belong to your group almost as if they were similar to you you know that there are differences you know that they have different preferences but but the differences that you see in your colleagues are not big enough are, are still small, mm -hmm. right? When you are on the other side of the table, then you really see the big differences in people. Because for example, one thing that, that happened, uh, like uh, when I sat on the other, when I sat on the other side of the table is that what I notice is everything that is good is easily shared. So all the individual achievements, the group achievements, this is shared to everyone, but the individual screw ups are never shared because you need to protect the culture, you need to protect the person, you need to protect the culture and the company legally as well. Which means that uh, when the, the, the very small minority, they misbehave, none of the peers see that, but you as a manager see that. Mm -hmm. And you end up creating, having to address uh, uh, certain behaviors and punish, not punish, but like create policies that will impact uh, a vast majority of people that normally behaves well, just to cater for a small minority. And I was naive enough to think that as we did in the, the beginning of our company, that says like, you know what, I will treat exceptional cases as exceptional cases, I'll treat locally. 
but I would not punish the entire company or, or create mm -hmm. the policies. This is good when you have 10 and 10% is one person. But when 10% is 10, 15 people, uh, and some of the behaviors might imply uh, legal, well, might have legal implications. That's when you start saying, then you start understanding why companies create certain policies, why companies. So things that I criticized in the past, like eight years ago, uh, say why companies have these and why do we have their bureaucracy and stuff? And then you start understanding that a lot of those things were created as a, uh, either a protection or even a reaction to misbehave, uh, mm -hmm. people misbehaving and people that are your colleagues and you as a colleague, you don't see them mis misbehaving. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or, or, or you think, sorry, if I interrupt no. there, so, uh, or uh, they see a, someone else's responsibility Mm. to to hold them accountable for the bad behavior this which is another thing that i feel like us you know like when you're stepping into a leadership uh, role yeah and, and not only by the way I, I think it's important that we do the distinction here between a leaders there and, and managers or or people who have a, a position of authority in the organization because they you know they're, they're two very uh, different things no usually if you're a good manager, you should also be a leader, not just you know the the manager aspect. No, but a lot of the times, going back to your point, Sandra, where you you're seeing yourself as part of the group, yeah. A lot of the times, the uh, burden of dealing with with some of it is pushed out, right? Like there's someone else, him, no, the 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 manager or the guy with the the, the responsibility or, or power. The company, or exactly. Or the company should, right? The and company then, should. And and that's a that's an aspect that I feel it's a it's also a very different change when you're thinking of yourself as a leader versus you know as just another person in the team and that's it, right? Because you have agency and you are also responsible for upholding that. If you delegate that to, you know, manager or whatever, you're never gonna be, you know, you're not taking ownership for, for things, right? And that is a switch that you that once you step into one of those roles, you can't you don't have the luxury of saying this is not my problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? It it is my problem, but it's everyone else's problem as well. Right. And and I feel that's a that's a very important distinction that you're doing there, right? This is why also, you, you cannot hide or, or those differences or behaviors that maybe you're not aware of. Maybe you, you do see them, but you don't see them as something that you need to deal with. Because, you know, while they do this thing, it's not going to affect me, right? So, so it's fine. Right? I'll, I'll tolerate it. But tolerating is also a way of sending a message you know, that, that that's yeah. okay and so on, right? So and It's often easier to tolerate right and and i think that sandra you also mentioned about the the kind of policies and procedures we didn't have any right i think we had one which was how to claim expenses <laughs> that was it and it wasn't really a policy it was like a, a read me right but um how to <laughs> yeah yeah um but then what what would happen is that um people would start to get slightly different answers so if they came and asked me about something they would get a slightly different answer and um, um, really because we were making it up on the spot so i think that the policies actually came around from from uh from two aspects one we should kind of think in advance and agree about these things but 
but but secondly is about fairness right so that everybody gets treated the same um so that you know and, and i think that's that's where we approached it is is you know people will come to me and ask for one thing is it okay to do this and i'd say yeah it's fine they go to sandra yeah it's fine mash might say yeah it's fine but they'd all get a slightly different version of of fine right and um um that, that that's unfairness and i think a lot of, a lot of that stuff early on was around uh fairness and i didn't know what i was doing so um what i wanted to do is be able to kind of leave a situation with a with a clean conscience that i've done the best i can i've fully considered it and tried to do the fairest thing for everyone it's, yeah. it's tough man and there's no it's very these things are very hard to google no i would say like uh for me like uh dealing with people was a huge challenge as well and still is as i said because like before just because uh just people that are listening to us because we have a lot of implied context in your head but like maybe just give a few more concrete examples so, so just to clarify the point so for example you are a team lead oh sorry you are a team member right you're part of the team and then let's say that the client came in and complained about one of your colleagues to your manager to the company the team doesn't know about that the team might know that that person is just a bit quirky and stuff and the team tolerates because they have a drink every friday and stuff and yeah everyone is different and stuff but like maybe like for example someone is really underperforming but because it's your mate you don't really like yeah the person is different or prefers to do other tasks right so that's how a colleague sees now this person prefers to do other tasks he doesn't do very well with this but like for example the the client paying for that service they sometimes said look you know what i don't would i would not like to work with this person here anymore because of x y and z as a colleague you are completely unaware of this so that com that complaint comes to the company and then the company needs to address that person that person might be doing something on purpose or completely unaware but that needs to be addressed and now you have a problem because that person cannot remain in that project let's say so then you need to address that person but then that's where the problem is because you need to protect the person as well because mm -hmm. like assuming that that was not an intentional thing assuming that the person is just like either not capable of doing the job or i don't know had a an attitude a problem that is solvable let's say in terms of improvements and stuff so you need to protect the person so you cannot expose the person because that will create that will uh, uh what's the word in english like uh embarrass the person uh, yeah. across the company so then you need to address the person separately and the person might go to another project or go and do something else and then people say hey i want to do something else as well <laughs> right <laughs> and so yeah but that person is not doing something else because this person is uh being uh, promoted or or being rewarded by anything so then you start having problems like that and then uh then there are people that for example there is a group of people but two of them don't get along at all they're always locking horns and then one of them comes to you and say hey this person is this the other one says i this person is that i don't want to work with this person or they feel that one has a bigger salary than the other and stuff and they don't understand the value that they bring so all of those things are things that before as a team member i don't i didn't have access to those information the only thing that i would be is like if i was involved 
I would be complaining to my manager, hey, I don't want to work with this person here. I think, that, but, but I was pushing the problems to someone else to resolve. But now the company needs to address those people. And for example, like we had to let some people go, right? So over our history, at mm -hmm. some point in time, we had to let some people go. And in order to let them go, we had to deal with those kind of people for a long time and give them chances and move them to projects and address them and having different conversations and changing them from an environment and so on and so forth. But all of that stuff is not visible to anyone in the company. So they see that the, this person is moving projects mm -hmm. or doing other things, but they don't understand the reason that, and we cannot tell that reason. No, no. And then when that we finally need to let the person go, then the friends of that person, they think that the company is unfair. But, okay, so now now that you're saying all this, I have a different uh, point of view with some of these things. And, and it's something that um, I've learned to tune, yeah, to, to, to let's say, the audience or, or the group. But it's something that at the beginning of me joining, for instance, uh, here in Coderance, I... I definitely did not manage it like that because that's not that's not the way that I see it. You know, the, the way that I see it is if there is something that is not working as a team, we need to solve it. It's everyone's problem. It's not just my problem. It's not just that person's problem. No. And if people don't know that there is a problem, it's not going to get solved or it's not going to get the support that it requires and so on. Right. So, for instance, if, and, and this happened when with one of the first tries that, that I got involved with. No. Um, someone comes and says, hey, you know, we want this person uh, out of the project, X, Y, Z. Without going into too much detail, right? We had a meeting with the with the whole team. We explained what the concerns uh, the client had were and what are some of the things. This is also not, a, not the first time. And all of that was explained in the open. Therefore, they're asking, you know, for this person to be removed from the project and we are going to comply. Yeah, so from X time, this is it. For me, that's not a bad way of dealing with that. However, I got feedback from that because I, I also always ask for feedback, right? So, uh, so no, you shouldn't have dealt with that. Okay, so how should I have dealt with it? No, you should have called the person individually and then, you know, explain the situation to them and then maybe communicate that, oh, we're moving into another project. That's precisely the problem. So if I do that, nobody learns from this. Nobody. So so there there are so many opportunities there to learn as a team that are just wasted. That I that I just removed completely. In, sure. In but fact, what I did was to make that my responsibility alone. Yeah, like uh, help you shift the burden, right? Help you keep you in the dark about you know all of, all of these things. Now, but, you but can't depends, always do that. By yeah, the way. because it depends on the problem. Exactly. You'll be exactly, exposing exactly. the person a, too much or other people that have but been you can involved. Tune it, but you can tune it. You yeah. can tune it. And this is, this is, I think, an important aspect as well of, of you know, leadership versus manager and, you know, being a leader versus being a manager and how leadership shapes the culture uh, of the organization and the culture of a team and so on, right? So one of the ways in which you know, you shape as a, uh, the culture as a leader is people look up to you. They identify with you. How you behave, yeah, is sending a message, right? 
it, that's it's one of the ways. No, there's also other factors like socialization and yeah. so on. But but basically, let's say if there is a you know if I make a mistake and put something in production and then suddenly everything burns and crashes, you no, know, and then right. If I, as a leader, as a manager, position of authority, whatever, uh, I go and and scream at the person, and I, you know, and then, yeah, you you you're you know stupid, blah blah, right? Or you know, you're fired, right? I am sending a message. What kind of message? Never, is? The message is, is like never put a system in production again. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like okay. here, you, yeah, know, yeah. you don't make mistakes. If you make yeah. mistakes, heads roll, right? It's okay for me to scream at you because you know, I'm, because you made a mistake, or because I'm your boss, or because, like all of those messages I'm sending, and I wasn't intending to send those messages. You know, if you ask someone like, do you want people to uh, cut all initiative? No, like do you, do you want them to like freeze and and be a, a scared not to do it? No, of course not. People want you know. I want them to do the job. I want to, yeah, but that this this is exactly you know the opposite. Well, you're yeah, but but, you're, but, but yeah, the but I think that that we were that I was saying. Uh, I think that I was not like just describing the the how we end up solving some of those issues. The the point that I was making is, I was not prepared to deal with that. I came in from a software engineer background, and all of a sudden, we have a company that was two working from Starbucks, and then we were 10, and then we were 20, and then we are 50, and then we are 100, and we have uh, and three or two countries. And, and, and all of a sudden, like the same person that came from that uh, engineering background that was very uh, comfortable after 20 years or 15 years or whatever that was, building a career path where as you go one step upwards, you become stronger. You don't become weaker, you become stronger. So every new step is just solidifying even more the knowledge that you have to all of a sudden you poof, you go mm -hmm. to another place where yeah. you need to deal with problems that you never had to deal before. And, and then all the mistakes that we made as engineers, writing the wrong test, writing the wrong, writing the wrong code or, or screwing up the database or whatever. Now you are doing with your people, with your team, with your projects, with your clients, with yeah. loss, with contracts, with pricing. Uh, so this is what I'm saying. It's not how we solve, but like is that transitioning to start dealing with those. So how do we even learn to do what you said, Jose? Because for example, in order for us to, at least for me, I'll speak for myself, but to be comfortable dealing with the situation, I had to deal with them multiple times mm -hmm. so now i'm a bit more comfortable to letting people go or solving people conflict or a conflict with a client but i believe that in order to be comfortable with that kind of situation in the past eight years i made a lot of mistakes and made a lot of people unhappy and clients unhappy and right that, that's what i'm trying to say yeah but it, it's such a different job right it's it, 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 I, I spoke to you the other day and i said like, it, it's 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 been a career change. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like a completely different job. Complete, you know, all of a sudden, or you know, the, the, the completely different job. It, it's handy that I understand the job that the people that, that kind of work for us do, but I don't do that job anymore. You know, and you think, well, what was I like one or two years into my software development career? I made mistakes every day, like, and 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 I wasn't given the responsibility to do things 
right? I, you know, I, it needed to be checked off by people. It needed to go through the team lead, right? And and um, I was, but but that was expected because I was a junior, right? It was, of course, you're going to make mistakes. You're a junior, but when you get when you become a lead, when you become a manager, and, and you come a, after a twenty year career, become a manager, no one gives you the leeway for those mistakes. We do. We do. We did internally, but but all those people that you are now leading or managing. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no leeway. Mistakes are more costly and uh, as well as that level. So making those mistakes, it has a lot mm. more impact in in all around, eh? In people, in in mm. money, and uh, etc. So yeah, it's like people are, are looking at you. They mm. they are looking at you. So th there are certain things like you cannot have an outburst of you know an emotional outburst and just you know blurb the the first thing that comes to your mind. That's not, you know, you need the the. the the certain area although we are, sometimes do but we shouldn't yeah the, I mean, the, <laughs> the, the, this is the thing this is the thing these are areas that are really hard to uh to to develop and get to that level where you can you can sort of do an okay job with right mm -hmm. like we, we're talking about you know emotional control right if, if we're talking about empathy we're talking like if you're not you know, I'll, I'll, for me, this has been an hour. Like empathy is, is if you talk to my partner, she can tell you a bit about that. No, but uh, I I studied computer science because I didn't want to have to deal with people. You know, mm -hmm. you tell the computer what to do. If it's wrong, it's your fault, right? <laughs> so you know that that's it, and it's very clear. And then you realize that writing software is not it, it, it is a communication problem, and it is it is a people problem, right? at many levels you know so so that aspect is something that i learned the the hard way and you know that that part at least i th that impact that you have in others and, and how to approach things with you know with empathy and and being you know it, it is something that if you look at the example that i gave before right like hey there's this complaint because of this situation and you're discussing this in public you cannot do that without empathy like you you're not doing that to crush the person and to make an example that's a different message as well no you know what i mean that, that's a that's a different thing that you're doing there you're you're doing it again because it's a learning opportunity it cannot happen you know everyone needs to benefit from this and so on but in order to do that you need to have that empathy Right? Yeah, but, but it's very difficult because like the demand uh, that, that, for example, one thing that I find it very difficult uh, for me is like people have needs. And, and as we were saying, like different people have different needs. So you cannot come up with a solution for one person uh, and think that you solve the problem. But for example, people say like, I want career progression. I don't know how to create a career progression, you know, because I had my career progression and you guys had your career progression. Our careers were different. We are like we, we cross path and we are together now, but we got to where we are in from completely different ways, which means that the career progression that we chose was different. So when people say oh, we want career progression, then all of a sudden there are loads of people with completely different ambitions, right? Completely different needs and say, hey, you company needs to create and they throw that at your lap and say, hey, solve that for us and this is another thing that took me a long time to get used to like i don't know you know me well like i'm very confident in general uh at least that's what i that's what people see but internally i have my own demons and and, and issues but like the the 
one thing that took me a long time to, to get used to is that people think that once you transition, right, as Steve was saying, like on Friday, he was working for a client writing code, and then on Monday, he was visiting clients because he had moved, changed the position inside Kojutsu. All of a sudden, people think that you have all the answers in the world. And not only the answers, you have the perfect answers. The answers that will satisfy everyone. Because if someone is unhappy, the company is not doing well. And then you need to deal with career progression, you need to deal with uh, policies for whatever, and benefits, and you need to deal with accountants and lawyers. And then the marketing say, hey, we need a strategy for that. And the sales said, hey, I need a strategy for that. And your directors of these, they want a strategy for that. And everyone is saying, hey, where is the strategy? Where is the strategy? Where is the, the goal? Where is the plan? And, and it's thinking, like, I don't fucking know. And you're thinking, right? what's so, the strategy? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. right? So people yeah. look at you as if you were now, like from one from Friday to Monday, you became like a, a specialist in everything that happens in the company. And that is not easy to cope with, you know? Like, uh, it, it's difficult. It, it, it's, it's not an easy transition mentally. Like, it's, it's taxing. You know, I don't know. What do you guys think? It's um, it, it it's it's very difficult as well. It's very difficult as well to prioritize those things, right? Uh, very difficult, and and I think um, like all those things are coming at you, and yes, they all need to be done, and you might understand what needs to be done, not how to do it, but you understand what the, what the goal of these things are. That they all seem very important which one do i prioritize which one do i do first you know because i think as like as a as a software engineer that was somebody else's problem too mm -hmm. i never had to prioritize anything <laughs> that's what that's what product management was for right that's what you know we um so it, you know it's uh to, to a certain extent that's not mm -hmm. completely true but um you know it's it's um and, and of course that's very difficult to explain to people as well because a lot of the things that people come to you uh with they're very emotionally attached to. And so you need to say to someone now, oh, well, I, I haven't dealt with your very important problem because somebody else's, I felt that somebody else's very important problem was was more important, right? And it's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they're not necessarily business things, right? They can be personal things too. It's, 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 uh, it's very difficult. We've been a bit, um, a bit, not doom and gloom, but we, we've pointed out a lot of problems here. But do you, do you regret it? No, no, uh, no, not, no, no, no. Regret uh, is a is a quite a strong word for yeah. Well, no, because it's not a. Would you choose it again? That's probably a better way of saying it. You know, would you knowing what you know now? Would you choose it? Would you choose it again? Yes. I would choose. I would choose it again. Of course, that knowing what I know now, I would have avoided a lot of things. Uh, I I'll would do it again. Better. Yeah, I would probably prepare better, but that's not. I, I wouldn't say it's it's you know it's something to regret. On the contrary, I think I feel like it gives you a different, a complete, completely different perspective on how to deal with the world in general. Right? Again, going back to that thing about agency, you know, and you are and you can affect the result of, of things. You no, know? and that's something that you know will help you anywhere whether you're leading a company or you're leading a team or you're just you know trying to do your your job uh, the best you can no um so i don't regret it at all um there are certain things that going back to to the previous topic around learning it and and making the mistakes and so on like i've always felt like you know 
you can learn from others. Like people will tell you when you're not doing it right. So I, I, I tend to, you know, ask for a lot of feedback and so on. Like that's not a, it is something that I kind of, I've, I've gotten to a point that it's kind of automatic and I, and I'm able to filter, okay, so they didn't like this, you know, like, and I dig is I don't keep, you know, the top layer of, oh, I'm not looking for pats on the back and, and stuff like that, right? Like, I'm actually like, okay, so what would you improve? Like, what is the, and, you know, some of the people in, in the team would tell you, right? Like, hey, good, no, this, no. And and that, that's, I, I feel something that has helped me improve. There's still a long way to go, no? But it's helped me improve and tune, you know, those areas more than if I just go around to doing it and then at some point realizing that it's not working out and that. so so for me that has been something that has accelerated that process and as, as well as making or helping people to understand that they are also part of that project that if I of that process no that if they don't tell me what is wrong I'm not going to be able to to change it, no, and I want to do a, a good job as well, right? So that's one. But then there's the other side, which is if you're always asking for feedback, yeah, you really need to be careful. You can't just listen to every feedback. This mm -hmm. is this is another aspect of that. No, this is something that I that I also learned relatively um, soon. No, uh, which is you know make a list. These are the people that I'm you know that i'm going to let's say care the most right like, it's not like you you will listen to people and you know but but you know you can't listen to everyone's opinion you can take everyone's opinion at the same level with the same level of uh, priority let's say no? and, and for different subjects as well right but, exactly yeah. exactly so so what i do is you know i'm trying to do my job like i'm listening etc etc uh, if at some point I, I feel like there's something that is coming up a lot no, is uh, so then if I'm not too sure still, I would find people on that list and go and you know, hey, you know, what do you think about this? What do you, you know, what are your thoughts on this area? And then you listen, and they may tell you something you don't want to hear because this is part of the this is part of the curating your list, right? Like mm -hmm. some people will just tell you, yeah, great, because they, you know, for whatever reason, there is the, the you know position of authority or whatever, and you know they don't want to or they don't want uh, any kind of conflict or they don't feel comfortable telling you or whatever, right? But these people on your list, they should be able to to tell you those things. Otherwise, why do you have them there? No. And, but but, but in order for that to happen, you need to establish uh, because, as you said, like one thing that uh, also it took me a while to understand, as I was. Well, as the company was growing and my position was evolving as well, because as I said, we started Codurance, but I didn't start with a company of 100, of the size we are now. We started with two, right? So I, for a long time, and Steve probably remembers that, like, at least from my, in my head, I was a team member. I was a team member with everyone. I was sitting with the same job title. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We had all the same title, job titles, it was the same for everyone. So, but then I realized that, for example, in order to have what you, you were saying, Jose, I had to build a, a, a personal relationship. It cannot be a work relationship. Just a work relationship would not allow people to be honest to you 
Because, for example, as the company grew, for example, for the, the new people as they join, they will never have the same degree of intimacy that I have with Steve, for example, that have been with us from the beginning, or even with yourself that we've been friends before. Could you? So the and this took me a while to understand because I realized that, uh, for example, there were quite a few times where I asked for feedback and I got feedback, but then the actual behavior of that group of people or person or project indicated a very different thing from the feedback that I received. The feedback was, no, I think it's fine and it's fine and fine. And all of a sudden it was not. Mm -hmm. And and then it's like, like, okay, is it something like uh, in my personality that that uh, people are struggling to, to, they don't feel comfortable or it's just the position itself? Regardless think, of what you do, you still yeah, have there's that. There's a bubble. No, the, you, you, because you have authority, you kind of live in a bubble that is quite difficult to pierce. No, mm -hmm. uh, in that sense, yeah, I, I agree. Like the reality distortion field. No, uh, yeah, kind of I think it's a trust thing, right? It's it's, um, and, and and I think you hit the nail on the head there, Sandra. Right? It, it it's they need to be able to know you well enough to be able to trust your reaction to the feedback that they're going to give. Mm -hmm. So you need to have had these conversations. You need to have just had a chat for no reason, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and just kind of got to know people. And, and that's really important because, they, you know, if someone's going to give you any kind of useful feedback, by which I mean something for you to work on, something to improve, they need to be able to trust. They need to know your personality well enough to be able to trust that the reaction they get is not going to just exactly. you know, explode. Yeah. Yeah, one thing that is slightly different, because we've been talking about people, but like, uh, how do you guys feel about decision making? Because for me, decision making was also quite complicated, because you start making decisions that will impact people, mm -hmm. or the financials of your company, or whatever, right? And, and you realize that, you know, like, after so many years doing this job, I now have a far more, uh, more empathy, as we were talking about, to managers and, and even politicians in a way. Because you know that whatever, we whatever, no, I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll explain to you why. Like, uh, <laughs> I, no, I, don't, I certainly don't want any political debate. I was just saying like the challenges of making decisions, knowing that you are not going to satisfy everyone, that whatever you do, whatever the decision you make, even when you are trying to say, look, I'm trying to cater for the, the needs of the vast majority of people, you still have find some resistance that might be vocal, even when they represent a minority. Mm -hmm. And and this is very difficult, you know, making decisions that you know that you need to prioritize, or you need to decide where you are going to try to minimize the damage, because some decisions are complicated. You will the, shake the, the foundations of a client or a company or a structure. The best work, you know, picking picking among the best worst decisions, you know, there's no yes. there's no good one, right? You're just trying to yeah. get the best of, of the crap that you have. In, yeah, that you have it, in. not always, not always. You can, uh, of course, like the, when you are in a small company, it's it's much easier for you to share far more, right? Because mm -hmm. you have a personal connection. It's easier for you to sit down. You have more time to 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 address individuals not only the, the a whole group of people no you, you can address individually you know like okay we need to do this this person here will need a special attention or whatever i will sit down with this person in more details or i will open more as the size changes 
You don't have the luxury anymore and you need to make one decision after another. This is just absolutely non-stop. It's one topic after another. Topics that quite often you are not prepared to make those decisions. You don't have all the information. You need to rely on whatever information you can get and you need to move. And you know that you, so that people will, and they will be complaining. It's like, you know what, like the companies, these, the companies that, and this was, this is, again, it's been eight years now, but like, this decision making and the impact of decisions was something that was very taxing to me as well. I don't know about you guys. I think um, decision making. I probably found it a, a bit too easy to start with. I can make decisions. I, I'm ne I've always been comfortable just to make decisions, and be, more more than that, I've always been comfortable to roll back from my decisions. I've I've always been someone who can just say, "Do you know what? I messed that up. Right? We're going to do this instead." Um, so that was okay early on, but, uh, and I think it was okay early on because I knew everybody. I knew everybody. I knew their dog's name. I knew everything about them. We worked together. We pair program together. Um, as the company's become big, and, and so the trust is there, right? So uh, everybody trusts that I like did the best I could at the time, and and they trust me to the, the, to be able to hold my hands up and admit the mistake and, and and try a different path. Now that's much more difficult as we've got bigger, much, much more. And even more so in the last 18 months because half the people that work for me, I've never met, <laughs> you know, apart from in meetings, right? And and the whole Zoom thing, I don't want to go on about COVID and stuff, but the whole Zoom thing's made the trusting even harder because the relationships are very hard to build because you, you can't bump into somebody in the kitchen and have a chat. Or, you know, did you see the thing last night? Or did you, you know, it, so that that's very difficult. I, I think... Um, it's we we've tried different things right so we've tried the the um one thing that's probably probably the most successful is that kind of although it's it, it doesn't help with fast decision making is that kind of consultative approach so mm -hmm. kind of making the decision and then kind of communicating that that intention to enact that decision before you enact it and and saying like anyone spot any problems with this doesn't it, it does so it's much better to do that than just start with an empty whiteboard and the problem because you'll never get anywhere. You'll get a committee, which will never decide mm -hmm. on anything. But um, but it doesn't help with fast decision-making. And sometimes those things need to be fast, right? There's a, de a demand right. of some kind. And that's that's really difficult. Yeah, I think I think that uh, all of those processes have their, you know, they, they have their pros and cons. No, uh, I, I would even call it leadership styles, no, uh, to some extent. And the the whole point is you need to be able to uh, assess what's what's going to fit better and what like for instance things that where uh, a lot of people are going to be impacted and so on. Um, some of those decisions are, are better having a you know let's call it democratic approach or you know more of a consultative approach and so on, right? Um, others are our decisions need to be taken immediately. There's no time, so you just make the decision, and you know you 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 make the best decision you can with the information you can, and then you know you learn from it. That's you know and, and try to do better next time, basically, right? Um, and so on. There there are many different uh, ways in that sense of, of doing that. What I've seen though in the past is over reliance on, on one of those styles and that's always that's that's not very good in in general it tends to have a negative impact on the people that you're that you're working with and you're trying to lead and you're trying to to help 
Um, whether that is because you know you're trying not to make the decision, it's a very big responsibility. You need to assume that you know heavy no heavy laser crown kind of thing. No, it's like you. It's your decision that you need to make. It's not. You don't try to pass this decision to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a screwed up decision, and you need to. It is what it is, right? Um, so, so you need to be very aware whether it is you're using the right, let's say, framework to do that. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, why are you, you know, like what's, what's, you may not realize that you're doing it in, in a way, uh, but it, it may be a scapegoat to just feeling better about the decision to some extent, right? Yeah, I feel that, like, for example, uh, if you want to lead, uh, you cannot be afraid of conflicts. You cannot be afraid of uh, the, the fallout of your decisions, right? Because as we were saying, the decisions will have an impact. And and as your as the company, like the company or the partner or whatever, like you are managing or leading um, is becoming bigger, whatever decision that you make that will change the structure uh, will have implications some people will be unhappy uh, and stuff and, and we cannot avoid that like a leader need needs to confront uh the way that you deal with those adversities is also tells a lot about what kind of leader you are but but you need to confront them you need to you cannot avoid conflicts you cannot be leading trying to go around please avoid. everyone please, please exactly. everyone or, because, like not to or, or delay exactly. making decisions just because exactly no? this this will be a oh, so, so, so things get solved by by themselves no it's yeah. like yeah. but knowing that conflict is potentially it doesn't always come does it right and and when we say conflict let's not pretend you know it's not fist fights right it's people sure. questioning your decision right um but knowing that potentially comes uh, or is coming can really help you with your decision making because if you're sat there and say, right, well, I've made the decision, am I prepared to justify it? Right? If someone comes and questions the decision, am I prepared to justify it? And that helps you to make those right decisions, right? So um, and really consider those other sides as well, right? And um, did I do my did I my due diligence? No, making yeah. this decision is what you're trying to say. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, you can you can see it, you know, whichever way. Like it, this could be also a way of you know covering your ass, so so to speak. No, but um, again, it's not a not it, necessarily. But maybe like doing because as we as we do that more often, for example, like as we are making those mistakes because we are making those decisions and we are learning from them because every decision will have an impact. So then you are accumulating experience in those impacts. Okay, I've done that before. This is the kind of problem that I had. I've done that. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, and then you are adjusting the same way that you grow as a technical professional. Uh, you start adjusting the leadership style as well. So, look, I cannot just do a top-down decision, or I cannot do on the other extreme, as Steve was mentioning. Yeah, we could do decision by committee when we were ten. You cannot mm-hmm. do decision by committee with one hundred and twenty. So, but then, but there are many things in between. For example, one thing that I uh, I learned. Uh, you know, there are certain words that they have bad connotation, but lobbying, for example, right? So that people go and speak to others and stuff. So, for example, depending on which uh, decision that you need to make, you as a, as a leader, as a manager, you know the risks of that decision. You know, or say, you know what, I think that those kind of things would be an issue. Let me speak to those people. 
or that group of people or that people in charge of that area, mm -hmm. let me hear from them. So instead of bringing everyone into the meeting, you, you measure the risk and you try to address them before. And you do some homework, you do some lobbying in terms of, hey, we are planning to do that. So a few with a few people or a few groups of people, we will go in depth before you announce. I think it's more consultant than lobbying, doesn't it? Because lobbying it, it, uh, it yeah, says... No, lobbying has a bad people. connotation, yeah. 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 But it's, um, it's the, if you think about the racy matrix, right? That real basic yeah. racy matrix thing, like, well, I'm responsible and accountable for this thing. Who, who should be consulted? Mm -hmm. Right, it's it's like who who would, um, yeah, who might have some input into this, or who would be affected by this? But, but see how complicated because, like for example, oh, yeah, right. you made you mentioned uh, racy matrix. I had no clue what that was when I, when I was just on, on my engineering path. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And, right, uh, so so there is a skew in there, and there's all these things we pick, we pick up. Right, there's always things. Oh yeah, we should do this because like everything's new. It's like a fire hose of new stuff. Oh, racy matrix and unsoft grid, and uh, we should do it. And then uh, and then you try. No, that's no good, and that's no good. And you throw them all out. Worldly maps and uh, so you learn. It's like design patterns. I learned design patterns. Let's use design. I learned microservices. Let's put microservices. And, exactly and then you start like doing the that with the management techniques, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like design patterns, right? I, yeah, dead, when you first learn them, you're dead proud that you've got a, a solution that uses them all. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nailed it. All of a sudden, you're getting a full process. Uh, yeah, so, we, well, talking about tools, I think because because we've been talking about the challenges and you know what people call the, the solitude of of uh, you know of leading no, to, to some extent. Because um, there are some of the things that you, you know, you can't really talk about, no, or you, or there's only certain people that you can talk to about, mm -hmm. and uh, and I think one of those things that uh, we haven't discussed so far is how you deal with uh, pressure and stress, and you know, just just the, the way that you look at things, no, and and to some extent how how. Uh, how you can become a bit jaded, no, with with people in general when you're constantly seeing, you know, certain behaviors that are maybe not in line or you feel like are not fair or whatever, right? And and that for me has been another kind of change. Now, if we're talking about tools, it's not so much like a methodological kind of thing, yeah. no. But I feel like uh, like uh, having a more stoic approach or more you know philo philosophically speaking no more a more stoic approach or more zen no uh, approach uh has helped me a lot in in dealing with things uh, personally which is something that you know people don't usually talk about no but there is a lot of pressure there is a lot of you know sometimes guilt even right and that's that's not good man like if you're not if you're not okay it's there's no way that you're going to be able to help other people right mm -hmm. and there's no way that you're going to be able to you know lead properly as well no? and and i feel like that's also there's been a couple of moments in that path now I, I mentioned you know first uh employee another one was uh you know we did a summit and and people who i thought were you know share shared the vision or whatever they 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 really they 
explain that they didn't see themselves as part of that vision. They were just, you know, I'm here because this is a job or I'm here because, you know, which is, which is okay as well. But then, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you have this, oh shit, like what, what is this? No? And now it's all on you. It, it, yeah. And then, and then there's other path where, you know, like at some point I remember, you know, previous company and so on, like, um, it, it was taking a, a toll on me personally. Right. And then you start realizing you need to you need to start looking at things very differently. Right. Like this is this is a long term thing. This is a marathon. You can be so emotionally invested with every single thing. Yeah. Because it ends up, you know, hurting you and, and creating, you know, you care. But because you care, you shouldn't care so much. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's a it, it will allow you to take a step back be a bit more objective about things, seeing it not as one instance of something. Before I mentioned something around, you know, doing better next time. No, it is what it is. No, it's like, you're going to make mistakes. How you treat, how empathetic you are with yourself as well is very important, right? Like you give yourself a break. Yeah, give yourself a break, learn from the experience, do better next time and, you know, and, and learn to also move on on, on some of the, bad decisions that you will make right mm -hmm. and that approach i feel it was it was like another level no when you when you get there you realize oh shit like i need to it's for me it was another stepping stone what, what are I'm you talking about another level is learning what's okay to drop just what what's not important and and what to, and what what can i delegate um that 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 was a real tough thing that was a real tough thing to, um, you know, as we as we grew again and are kind of now there's managers working under me, right? And and uh, you know to, to to effectively delegate those things, not just abdicate it, just chuck it home. But uh, so uh, it's that fine line between micromanaging on one end and like just setting them tasks and completely abdicating all responsibility on the other end. Is that kind of that line in the middle of of kind of um, you know. Um, well, I'm not even sure I've got it right now. But the, but, the know, delegation that, spectrum, the, the delegation yeah. spectrum, right? Like there is not yeah. one or zero. I think we've talked about this. We, we had a full, a full fireside chat on delegation, which was quite right. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's been tough. Um, but the, the whole stress and pressure thing, I think is, um, I mean, Sandra's had it worse out of, uh, out of us, right? Because, uh, well, I guess you have with, with Smoking Brains as well. I, I don't own the company. Right? There's a, that's a whole other level. But um, I think um, I'm generally not a very stressful person anyway. And it, I think more than anything, it's about perspective. Right? It's like, oh, yeah, these things are very, very important. But if you take it outside of the bubble you're in, is it that important? You know, it's um, a sense of perspective. And um, I think... Um, something else in your life right it's because like, like, uh, you're away you, you know you can work 24 hours a day right you and, and even that's even more so as a, as a leader or a manager i think than, than kind of because you know um when you're a software engineer you're in your team you want to you know pair program you're there you're kind of, it's a very delineated thing you go to work you do your thing the team's there and then we'll carry on in the morning whereas there's always something that you can be doing. Uh, and I think you need to learn um, 
to to kind of uh yeah just just learn not to do that because there are it's like um there's a, a book um which i've only just started uh by uh, simon sinek um uh where he talks about this infinite game and this is this is the thing there is no there's no end to it but it's gonna it's gonna continue and i think you need to be able to, to kind of walk away so it's um yeah it's important because this I, um if you're i think jose you said it perfectly if you're stressed and tired and exhausted but your job is to make decisions which affect people's lives well you're not you're not doing anyone any favors are you yeah so for me like uh i went through quite a few ups and downs and the one of the things that uh yeah one uh, one technique was like a woolen like a woolen was a good technique <laughs> that i found that <laughs> by the way just so we, can, we are not so. endorsing that you solve your problems so, this fireside chat is sponsored by like a woolen right <laughs> your best single mount in the island so so but no but like the I, of course, that the, the accumulation of responsibilities and decision-making, uh, it's not easy to cope. It, it, and it was accumulating. And, and I always like, and I know you too as well, we always worked many, many hours in whatever we did, even before this life, yeah. right? So in previous life, we always worked. Uh, but it gets even more and more uh, crazy as, as we, we take responsibility because we... We know that there is no one else to delegate. It's not. It's, there's no one else to, to throw there's, the problem out. There's no and, manager to go to. Exactly. And there's no manager that you can say, "Hey, there is this thing on fire." Thank you very much because it's Friday, five o'clock, and I need to stop now. I need. I, I have a family, right? So, uh, manager, you deal with the client on Monday morning, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, so. We don't have that. Uh, not not that our people do that, by the way. But like, but but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's difficult for us to let it go because you know that with you, that's where the problems stop. You are the last one. You are the one that you need to resolve. And, and you were talking about the solitude of uh, Jose uh, of uh, leading Jose. I would go beyond. This is something that I've been speaking to Mesh. Uh, I think I even mentioned briefly to the two of you in separate conversations. When we are a developer, you are struggling with a, an API. You go to Stack Overflow, you do a Google, you find the answer. Mm -hmm. If it's an architectural problem, you just speak to some people that you know. But but you normally have a network of people either closer to you or wider. The, the kind of problems that we normally deal with, like that managers and leaders in general deal with, they're not problems that you just bump into someone and have a chat about. It. Mm -hmm. Because like how many people that I know that play similar positions, or even when they have similar positions, their context is so different that not always uh, that exchange is, 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 is meaningful, right? So this is what I find it very difficult, though there is tons of literature out there. Uh, I, I find that the, the, the solitude that we were told that you mentioned was that a solitude of leadership, I, I feel it. I feel that sometimes, for example, before I was in software craftsmanship community, in the Java community, the, the, the things that we talked in those communities, I could find a vast amount of people that we could sit down and chat. Mm -hmm. 
in certain leadership positions, your pool of people that you can actually have a chat from the same like equals in terms of, hey, how do you do this in your company? Mm -hmm. Or what are you doing for these and that? We don't have many of those people. And this is something sometimes makes me very uncomfortable, you know. So you are always in that trial and error. But like uh, as we are way over time, I would like just to, to go back to, again, we've been talking about how difficult it is, the challenges and stuff. But we, Steve tried to ask the question, would it do that again? What is the positive side? I think that is fine if we extend a bit more and talk about the why we would do that again we know that we would all do that again probably yeah, different, but we yeah, would yeah. but so after an hour of talking about the pain of being a leader and all the problems that we have why would we do that again so what why would you go through this again or even worse why would you continue going in that direction because we can all go back i, I can't i have to have my jet brain subscription anymore <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you need your manager think, to buy uh, one for you, right? <laughs> uh, I, I think it's um, it's 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 hugely satisfying when it goes right. Hugely satisfying when it goes right. I think um, to be to be able to uh, we've also talked a lot about everything's a problem. Not everything's a problem, right? Sometimes we're able to do things and and make decisions which are amazing some of the some of the things we've done at cojorance to like kind of help people and their skills and their learning and their and help our clients is actually incredible um that that uh, ability to kind of share in the community and kind of raise the bar and help out with other kind of um initiatives and things around you know as we've grown and we've now got the the capability and the finance to be able to do that it's just just brilliant um and but it's also the same as when you're a software engineer it's the kind of scale of the things that you're able to influence now you know as a as a team member on a, you know you could influence the, the a bit of the code as a team lead or as a senior maybe in a team you could influence your the code and the junior developers and bring them along as a team lead you could influence that and and that kind of grows all the way up and I, and I think probably it's that that satisfaction for me able to achieve some really quite um you know it, it, impressive in terms of size things what about you Jose? So there is that, no, the, I feel like leading is, and then by the way, I'm, when I say leading, I mean the leadership aspect, not the authority aspect, mm -hmm. although a lot of the times those are kind of like connected, no, but leading is, I would say the only way to, to make an impact. Again, going, recognizing that agency that I was talking about and you can affect things, right? Mm -hmm. And that gives you, that that makes you feel empowered, basically. That's it, it's mm -hmm. it, no. If you're talking about empower people, that's not you know like people that needs to come from within, and that's from you know I can change things, I can and the, the thing. So that, so that's that's one area. It gives you a completely different perspective of what you can accomplish, and so on. Then there's an aspect for me about uh, growing myself. No, as 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 you expose yourself and you know. Take on challenges that kind of like stretch, no, and and pull you in different directions that you were maybe not thinking that you would take on. So that's something that I enjoy a lot. I enjoy the challenges, and I enjoy growing to meet those challenges. Yeah, um, 
which is a, a good balance that you need to have as well. You need to pick which sandwiches you <laughs> you use to grow, right? Too far away, that's just chaos, no? Uh, too short, you may be too comfortable, yeah? And then there's an aspect around uh, helping grow something. And, and by this, I mean, you know, the culture of the organization, the people in the organization and so on. And, and there's a sense of satisfaction that at least I drive from seeing other people succeed and helping them succeed. Yeah. So for me, those are three things that definitely it's like the, I, I wouldn't be able to live without, let's say, no, mm -hmm. like it's, it's, it's something that maybe before it, I, I was able to do before gaining this awareness, let's say, no, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change for anything, right? Because I really enjoy that, the process, the, the learning, the helping others grow, building something and having an impact, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. For me, like the, it was a continuation of challenges, right? I, I, as some of you know me, well, you both know me very well. I'm very deliberate in my career choices and progression. I've always been very diligent in, in how mm -hmm. I drive my, my professional life. Um, and I think that it was a constant push to the next level, you know, but I reached the point where I realized that I could have stayed where I was before Kojunas for life. I had a very good job, a very large organization. I had a global position. Like I, I just, if I didn't screw up, I would be there for life. I would never need to worry about anything else. That could be five years. Uh, <laughs> you are very generous. <laughs> you don't know me enough, right? So, so but the, 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 but then I said, like, because I realized that I, even when I was writing the book, I, I always criticized managers and organizations, and I always felt that they didn't do things well. And at some point, I said, you know what? So, can I do that well? Mm -hmm. and, and this was also a challenge because, like, as I said, I, I didn't need to start. A company I could just carry it on but like I wanted to try I wanted to see if I could do better and I realized that I not necessarily I can I mean like I think that certain things we do very well but a lot of things that I felt that uh, other companies were doing badly or managers were not doing well I now I understand because I failed so much and I felt that I had that naive view that oh you know what they don't know what they're doing uh, and I know better and, and as I try to apply, again, if you do that with three people, you, you start, oh, yeah, that was good. That was that works. And then you start to realize that doesn't work with 10. Mm -hmm. And then you change and it doesn't work with 20. It doesn't work with 50. It doesn't work with 100. It doesn't work in two countries. It doesn't work with two languages. So that challenge of always trying to, to achieve more and do something well is the drive that I still have. Mm -hmm. Can I take to the next level? Can I take to the next level? Can I have a bigger impact? And I like the the the, the idea also to to have a bigger impact. To say like you know what, like it, it fills me with pride when I see people that I never met before in countries that I've never been to mm -hmm. talking about things that we do in our company. Mm -hmm. So so this fills me with with pride. So wow, you know what. This is worth doing, you know, like we, yes, we do a lot of things that are not great. We, we are making a lot of mistakes. Not everyone is happy, like, but like overall, I, I'm proud of what we are building. And this keeps me motivated to do more and do more and push, keep pushing myself and push what we are doing. So 
that's why I would do. Yes, there are, it's painful, it's painful, it's stressful, but the the the, the rewards that when you look back, for example, maybe you, uh, you, Steve and Jose, you've seen us at the beginning, although we were not working with us at the very beginning, you saw us in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. From where we were to what we achieved, it should be proud of, you know? Mm -hmm. I remember uh, when we moved to, uh, we moved offices and we were like, we'll never fill this place. We'll never, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, you and Mash on the floor trying to wire the router in and just sitting there going, look at this, uh, this is incredible. And, and you know, uh, you know, we couldn't fit a fifth of the company in that room now, even if we all stood up, right? <laughs> and so like, what's next? That's what, that kind of drives me as well. It's like, like I've seen this incredible transition from a, a four-person office when I joined, mm -hmm. four, you know, uh, to well, what it is now, uh, um, you know, yeah. hundreds of people, you know, or over a hundred people in three different locations, plus a load of remote workers, uh, you know, um, tons of clients, and 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 it's like, wow, well, right, it's been eight years. That's all, only mm -hmm. eight years. Like, it's gonna be in like in another five, in another eight, and you know, ten years. It's, mm -hmm. So that I think is another driver. Is just, and that's not really about um, leadership and management. Is that's that's just the kind of, uh, I guess it's the kind of entrepreneurial bit, which I guess yeah. it comes under that leadership. It's like the wow, again, mm -hmm. that, and that curiosity. Is, uh, yeah, I and I no, Jose, you want to say something? Before? No, no, no. I'm just conscious of time. Uh, this is our longest, I think by now is our longest running. It's the second. Uh, no, I think that we had one that was a bit longer. Okay. I don't remember which one, but yes. But it's, it's okay. We yeah. record? Yeah. <laughs> we're about so, to, we're about to. Yeah. No, that, that, that's good. So we, we could wrap up, but like, yeah. So, so any final words uh, from the going from a, an expert engineer to a terrible manager? <laughs> I think that as an engineer, I had no appreciation that my the my boss above me probably a year beforehand had been doing my job and didn't have a clue what he was doing. I had no idea what what, what he's doing in his new job, and um, I think um, yeah, that was a that was a, a massive eye opener for me. But but uh, uh, you know, it, it's been it's stressful. It's hard every day. But the, the kind of uh, the rewards are amazing. What's that? Um, try it. <laughs> that's, that's all I can say. Try it. Uh, if you like it, if you you know, just don't don't get disheartened if you screw up at the beginning. This uh, that's part of learning and and you know keep improving and you know work on it. It it is a skill. Yeah, it is something that you can acquire and you can build. You know, people are not born natural leaders. No, to some extent, they they develop those skills. So, try it. It's very, I very much recommended. Yeah. So for me, similar. Uh, there are many times I want to tell people, like I see them complain about their companies. Oh, the companies this, the companies that, and and I always want to go and say, you know what? Start your own. <laughs> or 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 volunteer to take that those positions if you don't want to start from scratch volunteer to take a leadership position work and then see if you can solve those problems because mm -hmm. that gave me as you were saying steve uh, a, a very different appreciation for other works that before i had a very naive view 
uh, and I criticized because I could only see their shortcomings according to my needs, mm -hmm. but I had no idea of the kind of stuff that they had to deal with. And so I have a much better appreciation. And I also feel that it made me a much more complete professional as well. I have like far more, I look at the world in far more perspectives now than I used to look before. So, so from that perspective is also quite good, but yeah. Okay, so time to wrap up. Uh, if you like what you heard so far, if you managed to get this far, <laughs> uh, uh, don't forget to like, uh, subscribe, hit the notification icon uh, so you can get uh, notifications when we release a new uh, video. We do this every week. I think we had a, a little bit of a break, but af after that, we're coming back strong. And if you have any topics that you want us to discuss or you know expand on, leave a comment, and we'll happy we we look at the comments and we reply. So uh, happy to happy to do that. See you next time. Yeah, and thanks, Steve, for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been great, yeah, pleasure. Thanks, everyone. All right, see Take you. Care. Bye -bye.